Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. Hey. How's it going? Good. Alright, let's move on to... <laughs> so weird. It's like super awkward every time we start. I guess we kind of are, but not... Uh, we try to make a comedy out of our awkwardness. That's true. That's the uh, explanation that's, for That's it. what the people come back for. Yeah. Um, there's um, a podcast that I've brought up a couple of times, How Did This Get Made, that we'll mention later on. But I like how... I don't know if you've noticed, but they... they kind of made it a running joke because like two of them are married paul and june and, mm-hmm. and then whenever they would go to have live shows he would just be like how are you june and you're like very good paul <laughs> <laughs> just like so formal and stuff yeah just feels funny that way but uh everything good with you yeah i um i know you just got your first vaccination oh shot. yeah and so that was like uh two days ago it was yesterday oh it was yesterday yeah it was uh, early yesterday yeah, and uh, I'm feeling good. Like no side effects except my like my arm. <laughs> yeah, you can't raise your arm above like. Y- yeah, it, I mean I can, but it hurts. Yeah. So um, it didn't work out. Today. But good thing, yeah, no side effects. I know I've had some friends that you know had some, but I think the one that I had or he had, he got like um, issues. He had the Johnson and Johnson, so that's the one where they just like give you everything in one shot. Mm. I just cram it all in there. So, <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. It's, I probably would prefer that one, but I mean, I guess if it gives you... I think his wife had like a fever for a day or two, so it oh, might okay. not be worth it. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have like a sore arm than... Yeah, and then that be all shitty, like chills and stuff. Mm, he said sweating. he was under the blanket for a while, and he like mm. never gets sick, so... Oh, that's Supposedly. me like every day in my life, mm-hmm. under blankets. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's probably my fault because I keep the... Uh, House kind of cold. Yeah. Not really, though. I wouldn't say, like, 73 is cold. Well, I mean, you do have the fan on. That's true. I do have 73 and the fan. But yeah. it's just because I am constantly hot. <laughs> and I have to suffer for it. Mm, sorry. Yeah. At least you have, like, jackets and blankets and stuff. I guess. It's easier to um, shield against being cold than when it's hot. You just have to... Take up your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nelly said. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of quarantine corner. I guess we haven't really done much else since we haven't recorded that long ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been playing some Mario, Super Mario on the uh, Switch, uh, on the Switch, uh, beating those levels. I think as far as my vaccination, that there was an announcement that May first is when everybody should be eligible. Hopefully, which I mean, he's Biden's been meeting all the timelines so far or exceeding them. So I would think by then, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it seems like hopefully by November we'll. Well, I mean, even when I got our... my vaccine, they didn't ask me like <laughs> yeah, where I work true. or anything. That's I even true. brought my badge. I know. You didn't really need any verification. No, just my. Um... So I, I could get it now too, but I would just feel guilty. So I'll wait. Okay. I mean,. Plus, there's the chance that they would <laughs> be like, well, where are you again? Like, we don't show a record of you working <laughs> in a few years. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not far away from now. I think I should be okay, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, anything else? I guess we're kind of just, you're mid, I guess you're in the middle of your two weeks off. So yeah, we have one more and then getting back to it. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm just bored. I'm like, <laughs> yeah 
So I just, I just doing some online shopping and yeah, preparing. You, you had a trick shot phase for a half of a day, not even like two hours, and then it's yeah, over. I got bored. Are you over it? Yeah, I'm yeah. over it. <laughs> you seem so into it, but then you did like two, and you're like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't take long to satisfy me. <laughs> So she said, it. Uh, yeah. um, all right. So speaking of satisfying you, Yay. we are actually going to be talking about food, not <laughs> this isn't inappropriate. Um, this week for the Boksu box, Japanese snacks, I'm giving you a seaweed tempura sitochi sudachi. I, I feel like you last week with all those names. <laughs> um, any idea what this is? Um, it looks like what's well, in a bag. I mean, yeah. Um, it's in a, a pretty large green bag compared to the other snacks we've had. Yeah. I can't open it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you should be able to open it like a bag of chips, but it seems like a little tougher. So let me try it. Oh, no, you can just tear it. Oh. Yeah, it has ridges on the end. Okay, here you go. This might be tough. I just ripped the corner, and she's going to try it. You want to describe what it looks like? And, uh, okay, and then so... Try it. Um, it, it looks like seaweed on one side, and then, um, like the lining of a stomach in the other side. <laughs> I mean, one side, turn it, turn it around, one side looks, oh yeah, it does look like seaweed, because it's kind of like cracked or whatever, or, mm -hmm. I was thinking from further it looked like peppermint bark, or like the chocolate. Oh, yeah. Because it's like in little pieces. Yeah, it's like the not, same for our olive They're pieces. not really like uniform Shapes, they're kind of just like pieces that you would break it off. It smells sweet. Okay. It smells like maple syrup. Okay, we'll go ahead and try it first. Okay. Hmm. It kind of reminds me of Mexican snacks. Like, um, I forget what the snack is called. Where it's like, um, it's like a little stick. Oh, like the churritos. Yeah, but there's like a little lime, and he's like the mascot. I forget what they're called, but it's like a like a corn snack, and it's like chili and lime. Yeah, the churritos, isn't it? Is it what they're called? Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that, but then okay, and then there's a hint of seaweed at the very end. <laughs> I'm trying it now. Mm -hmm. It's like sour and sweet. Sour mm -hmm. at first, a little mm -hmm. salty, crunchy. Yeah. And he's trying one more. It's not, like it's not bad, yeah. They're kind of like chips. Mm -hmm. Just like sour, like lime chips. Yeah, it's like very lemony. Mm -hmm. Or limey. Yeah, and that's the seaweed tempura satochi sudachi. Again, this is uh, boksu.com, B-O-K-K-S-U, if you're interested in trying these. <laughs> they are not a sponsor. sponsor but they... Um, but, I mean, if you want to try some international snacks, that could be an option. Yeah, this is, I like this. This is good. Mm -hmm. I got to give it a thumbs up. Okay, and one more crunch. There you go. Right, I'm going to take this back away from you, and Ooh. we'll finish them after the episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so we haven't really touched on what this topic is going to be. We're going to be talking about toxic relationships this week. Um, yeah, it's, it's not about us. We're doing fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess it kind of goes ties into something that you found that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So we will get to yours eventually. But and, and but and I also figured there's so many Florida stories you could find <laughs> with toxic relationships. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this one I don't know if it really applies to that, but let's jump into it anyways. And okay. questioning Florida. So um, this is actually one that I had 
saved before and I had forgot about it for a while. Um, this is a little bit older. This is from April of 2013, so before the world went to shit. complete shit. Um, <laughs> this is from the Sun Sentinel. And I just kind of picked it because, of course, the headline. I always enjoy these. Headline. Clerk laughed at Bandit and just said no. <laughs> I mean, you just got to say no sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I was not like, today. <laughs> yeah, it, it really made me want to, like, find out what happened. <laughs> so Wednesday evening. I mean, this is the Sun Sentinel, which sounds... And they have a news section that sounds, like, official. But this is the first sentence. Wednesday evening, a dude wearing a black ski mask, black gloves, blue jeans, a green shirt, and a blue denim vest entered the Village Pizza in Spring Hill, brandishing a knife and demanding money from the clerk. Yeah, so that's just a bit. A dude. A dude. (laughs) Yeah. He's a dude. I'm a dude. dude. He's a dude. That is uh, all that or Good Burger or just... I think it's Good Burger. Yeah. Well, I mean, the character character is from um, all that. Hell from, yeah. Yeah. Okay. People that are not our age group are not going to understand that. Yeah, dudes. Yeah. Um, The female clerk assumed that the masked bandit was joking and told him no twice. It worked. (laughs) As the man left the pizzeria, he removed the ski mask and fled the scene in a small silver car, but not before one of the workers got a good look at him, the report stated. So already over two, like he's. Well, at least he's like a man that understands what no means. <laughs> I guess that's true. Then a passing motorist with good instincts decided to follow the man that he saw removing a ski mask. So this is now the third person involved that he's like, <laughs> he's over three at this point. Like everybody, <laughs> he is ha- having zero luck at this. Well, I mean, he could have at least he had the knife. So if he was a decent criminal, he might have tried to. Intimidate, yeah, intimidate with it at least. <laughs> Maybe not stab or motion, like, um, but something tells me he's not the most experienced. Um, the motorist alerted 911, who then dispatched deputies as he continued to trail the car to a Spring Hill address. So he had followed it to tell the police where he was. Um, when deputies arrived, they located a 1996 Mitsubishi in the driveway, along with the man trying to place the tag back onto the vehicle. The car's owner, who was at the residence, told deputies that he had loaned his car to his friend, Philip Steinberg, for a booze run. When Steinberg returned... That's how you phrase it to the police. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I loaned my car so he could do a booze run. Yeah, so wait, just wait to, to hear what Steinberg says. This is the guy that tried to rob the place, the pizza place. When Steinberg returned, he remarked to the owner of the car... That Village Pizza had been robbed by someone matching his description, so he removed the vehicle's tag to avoid a case of mistaken identity. That seems sketchy. <laughs> How would that's, he know that? That does not sound logic at all. <laughs> like, I know. It's horrible logic. Like, the worst thing that would happen is, like, you get taken in in question, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're not the guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like... Did he just, he happened to be at the pizza place, he saw a guy that looked like him robbing, and then just rushed home? It's like, a, um, <laughs> you remember on How I Met Your Mother, where they had, like, that doppelganger? Uh, oh, doppelganger, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's probably who he was trying to go for here, but um, I'll let you guess if that actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> Deputies said they found a ski mask inside the vehicle, the knife, and clothing worn during the holdup attempt. Uh, were all located inside the residence, and gloves were found in the yard. So he just like left a 
breadcrumb trail of all the stuff that people <laughs> saw in the in the criminal. Um, Steinberg was in custody exactly 12 minutes after the time of the attempted robbery. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best time. Right. So, um, back to an old question I usually give you at the end of the story. Guess how old um, Philip Steinberg is. Okay. Um, Philip Steinberg. Mm, that doesn't really help me. <laughs> Besides, maybe he's Jewish, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, going for a, a booze run. There you go. So, yeah, that, that phrase that makes me think that they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm going to guess he's 25. Philip Steinberg is 22 years old. Ah, so you're in the ballpark. Nice. Yeah. Um, a quick Florida man score. It's mostly, he's mostly just stupid. It's not a lot um, from our Florida man scoring system. There is a blade mentioned that he didn't <laughs> bother to even use um, one point. Um, uh, speaking of blades, I'm, I'm like so bored. That I was like looking at different crafts to do. Uh-huh. And I was like, maybe I could do like wood whittling. <laughs> you mean Nick Offerman? Yeah. And like, I think you could do that, but then there's a lot of sharp knives. And I'm like, no, Josh uh, wouldn't yeah, let me do that. No. <laughs> I mean, the other day I went upstairs and then like two minutes into like using the restroom, you messaged that you to bring you a band aid and okay, but- alcohol. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you do in two minutes? Okay. <laughs> But here's the thing. I was I didn't even know I cut myself until I touched it and I'm like, oh shit. Exactly. Imagine if you had a sharp <laughs> knife at this point. Well, at least I would know how I cut myself. <laughs> you uh, not necessarily. <laughs> um yeah, that's not. <laughs> so, I mean, it turned out not to be a big. It was just like a little it's kind of cut. like a little red dot of Yeah, it's a little blood. um it's scabbed up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a little thing, but no, I mean, you only have two weeks. You're not going to have, like, <laughs> you don't have months off to do wood whittling. Um, well, you don't know. Anyway, so Blade mentioned the location was a restaurant. Um, the street address of um, where it happened, or the uh, street address was mentioned, Spring Hill. That's one point. Vehicle mentioned one point, and burglary two. So he has a total of six. Mm. So nothing like the one we just had recently where it was, like, off the charts. <laughs> the, the pizzeria not count as, like... Uh, they just had restaurant or a fast food restaurant. Yeah, okay. But this, I, I didn't recognize this as a fast food restaurant. Village Pizza. Mm. I don't know if it's a Florida yeah, it's a local. thing. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is uh, Philip Steinberg. Is he Jewish? Not, I mean, I would assume. Most okay. Bergs are. Most <laughs> Bergs. Yeah. So not really a toxic relationship, but I'm sure you will cover that. <laughs> Um, and then I'll wrap it up with something at the end. Okay. I know that you were going to maybe cut it down, but you couldn't because it's very interesting. So let's see. Yeah. Let's see what you got for me. Okay. So this is about, um, Isabella of France. Isabella of France. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I'll just start. Um, Isabella was born sometime in 1295 in Paris. Um, they don't know exactly when. In 1295, she was born in, but around that time, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't keep, like, because she's royalty, so I don't know why they keep a record of when she was born, but whatever. Um, she was the daughter of King Philip IV of France and Joan I of Navarre, which is was, like, a kingdom in, like, northern Spain back in the day, but mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. Um, her parents got married 
um, when her dad was 16 and her mom was 11. So they basically kind of grew up with each other, which resulted in them having a really trusting relationship. Um, and they like really respected one another. another. Like, like, for example, like her dad would sometimes go to wars and then she would leave like the kingdom to be run by her mom. Oh, okay. So there was a lot of trust and, um, you know, she growing up, she had them as a good figure of like what a healthy relationship is and how to be a good ruler. Okay. All good so far. I'm sure it'll stay that way. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) When Isabella was 12, she was sent to England to marry the newly ascended King Edward II. Okay. Um, And at the time he was 24. Right. Um, Because there's a little treaty against with France and England. I mean, it always goes that way. It's whatever. Um, Edward II was the son of King Edward I, who was incredibly tall at six foot uh, two inches tall (laughs) and was known for his love of war and conquering land. I'm um, sure, like in that time, that would be like Shaq right now or something. Oh, yeah. Yao Ming. That's really tall for this time. Yeah. Um, But that's like a point guard. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Yeah, they called him Longshanks because he was so tall. Longshanks? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and he had this whole thing that he wanted to conquer Scotland uh, or whatever. And it's always a thing with England royalty in general. Yeah, everybody wants to conquer. Stuff. Scotland, yeah. Um, fun fact, Edward I um, used Jews as scapegoats for the bad things that are happening in England and forced them to wear a yellow star. Philip Steinberg? (laughs) (laughs) His his, uh, ascendance. Wait, what is his... Yeah, his ascendance would be like his... So that means like... His his lineage, like before him. Because descendance is after, right? Yeah, ascendance is Yeah. Yeah. Not worth the joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's more confusing than anything. But um, I think that's where, um, you know... Hitler got the idea of the yellow star. This was Edward I. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Another fun fact. Edward I conquered Scotland. Oh, he did do it. Yeah. Uh, Again, it goes back and forth. It's a big, it's a whole (laughs) thing. But um, he stole a mystic stone that kings of Scotland had been crowned upon, and then he put it under his coronation chair. And that chair was last used during Queen Elizabeth's coronation. Oh, interesting. So yeah, so this this chair is that chair is old. Yeah, <laughs> is a mystic stone needed to like evolve a Pokemon? Uh, I mean, I guess you could like Poliwhirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the evolutionary stones can be mystic stones if you really want it to be. Let's say it was okay. Um, like many world parent and child relationships, Edward the First and Prince Edward the Second's relationship was strained. Hmm. Edward saw his son as a disappointment due to Prince Edward's lack of interest in war and preferring to listen to music and poetry. Oh, so yeah, that's like a classic story. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward I tried to change him by hiring a squire. Um, his name is Pierre Gaveston. Um, to that, ex- he was really good at tournaments and wanted. And Edward I wanted him to be, like, really manly like him. Um, but this backfired because Prince Edward found... Imagine having a torment guy. Like, let me call a torment guy. No, a, a tournament. Oh, a tournament. Yeah, I like, guess. you know, jousting and shit. Okay, I'm glad I said that then, because I'm like, 
He, he has a guy that he just torments people. He wanted to bring. Uh, well, you can say maybe, but um, <laughs> but Prince Edward um, is, was gay, oh, okay. um, and he fell in love with Gaveston, and they became oh. and they became lovers. Well, that backfired. Yeah, pretty badly. <laughs> It could be a whole story on that whole situation. Well, it gets worse. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so when Isabella came to England at age 12 to marry Edward, um, Edward, again, was in the relationship like, with Gaston. like, about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they, they have that treaty, so they had to go along with mm, it. Yeah. So um, he was in the relationship with Gaston, which is not the best situation to come into <laughs> a marriage in, but whatever. <laughs> Um, during the wedding celebration, Edward II ignored Isabella and sat next to Gaveston the whole time. <laughs> um, it, there's this, also this one thing where it's like uh, Isabella was like renowned as being like really beautiful, uh-huh. and then he was like, "Yeah, she's pretty, I guess." <laughs> so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, in addition, Edward Edward gave all their wedding presents to Gaveston, which pissed off Isabella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if that wasn't bad enough, when Edward and Isabella were crowned, Gaveston wore the queen's wedding jewelry to the ceremony. Jesus. Not even trying to, like, appease her a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, she's 12. I mean... <laughs> well, that's true. I forgot. Still. But yeah, it's pretty fucked up, yeah, though. Give her something. Um, Isabella might have been young, but she knew what was happening was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there wasn't much she could do, so she tried to be nice to Edward and Gavinson to be in their favor. Okay. I mean, that's mature from her, considering. Considering she's 12, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the situation. Mm-hmm. A few years later, Edward II was forced to ban Gavinson from court in order to keep his power. Um, however, by, by who? Just um, There's these guys called barons that like... Um, they like have a lot of power. On I just land. imagine like the sparrows, the guys on the with the robes on Game of Thrones. No, they're not. It's not, it's not a religious thing. It's like okay. they just have a lot of money. Okay, and a lot of power. Okay. Um. So they wanted like him out. Yeah. Well, yeah. They wanted Gaveston out because they saw like he was really influencing the king and stuff. <laughs> Wearing all, all the jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They spent a lot of money. Um, however, two months later, he went to London to reunite with Gaveston and brought. Um, 16-year-old Isabella with him. Mm. 16 uh, now? Yeah, now she's 16. Okay. I mean, it's lasted a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, it's hard, really hard to get a divorce <laughs> yeah. during these times, especially if, if your like, husband is gay and that's why you want to divorce. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, it was, if that wasn't bad enough, she was pregnant with their first child at the time. Hmm. So, the, I mean, that Pato had done it, like, yeah. at least once to be right. like, okay, let's just do this because I need an heir, so. Yeah. Um, He's probably, like, disgusted by it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they traveled al- along the north of England and were followed by a group of barons that wanted to murder Galveston. When Galveston was separated from Edward for a short time, the barons took Galveston prisoner and beheaded him oh, on the shit. ground of thievery due to the gold and jewels that he had on him, even though probably... Edward they were II probably just given to, to him. him wow. yeah. that seems premature. Yeah, the Barons didn't really like him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Edward was heartbroken, but he couldn't do anything about it. So uh, he and Isabella went back to Windsor, and Isabella soon after gave birth to their first son, Edward. Okay. Um, so now that Isabella 
um, was the mother to the heir of England, um, and Edward's lover was dead. She hoped that she could build a good relationship with Edward like her parents had had um, and serve her role as the Queen of England. Okay. Um, but after losing Bradley in a war with Scotland, Edward found a new lover. His <laughs> name was Hugh Dispenser, the younger. Hold on. What? Hugh Dispenser? Yeah, Hugh Dispenser. Like H-U-G-H. D-E-S-P-E-N-C-E-R. Dispenser? Yeah. Hugh Dispenser? Yeah. It's like a porn... The younger. Porn star guy. While Isabella was able to get along with Gaveston, Hugh Dispenser wanted political power, which caused him to try to separate Isabella and Edward as much as possible. So much so that he actually assaulted Isabella in order to keep her submissive. Okay. Well... Yeah, at least at least Gaveston didn't assault yeah, her. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Yeah, they Just kind of like had a, they had kind of had an agreement, you yeah. know, about the whole thing. Um, Hugh Spencer was able to convince Edward to find the barons that murdered Gaveston, kill them, and imprison their families, and give him everything they confiscated from their homes and all that stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. And the barons are rich, so they got a lot of shit. In <laughs> um, another attempt to take Scotland. Like it said, trying to take over Scotland is mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, <laughs> Edward, Hugh Spencer, and Isabella went to Scotland to go into battle. But Edward failed, and he left Isabella in the castle that she was staying in um, that was being attacked by the Scots. Mm. Isabella was able to escape, but she was furious with Edward for I leaving mean, her to yeah. die, basically. What the hell? Yeah. Um, she was so mad, in fact, that she took a 10-month pilgrimage to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's just kind of chilling. Yeah. I wonder where she went. Oh, uh, well, yeah, she just went around went around England, I guess, visiting <laughs> yeah. churches or whatever. Uh, while she was on her pilgrimage, there were high tensions between Edward and the King of France, which is now Isabella's brother, because her dad was the King of, Spain, uh, King of France. Okay. Um, but, now he, but he died, so now her brother is the king. Um, about some territory near Spain. Uh, again, I don't really know about the details about it, but there's some territory there that they, <laughs> okay. whatever. Um, so naturally, Edward ordered the arrest of all the French people in England and ordered Isabella to swear an oath of loyalty to Hugh Dispenser. When Isabella was like, hell no, <laughs> Edward and Hugh Dispenser took all of her land, arrested her servants, and took her four children and put them in the care of Hugh Spencer's family. Uh, wait, so you had four children by now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, that happened throughout yeah, just the turning time. them out, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have kids <laughs> if you're royalty, I guess. And, yeah. Um, that was it. After 16 years of dealing with this bullshit, she was done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Isabella was smart, so she kept appearances and offered to go to France to talk to her brother about the conflict. Mm-hmm. When uh, she got to France, she wrote a letter um, to Edward that she was able to make a peace treaty with her brother on the condition that they send Isabella's oldest son and heir, Edward, to Paris to pay homage to his uncle. Okay. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and so when they sent Edward, uh, she wrote back to um, King Edward II <laughs> say, saying that she wasn't going to come back to England until Hugh Dispenser was removed. Hmm. Uh, when Edward refused, Isabella arranged a marriage with her son Edward and the daughter of the King of Finland in order for to get the support of the King of Finland to get to raise an army 
to go into England, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. The order said that. Yeah. Um, when Isabella arrived in England, the people welcomed her. <laughs> they were over Edward's shit as much as she was. <laughs> Good. Um, when word came to Edward and he Spencer, they left the capital and rode west. They were captured a few days later. Isabella had Hugh the Spencer hang, disemboweled, oh and castrated God. while he was still alive. Holy shit. Then he was beheaded. I, I assume that's after he died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Um, Edward II was forced to sign abdication papers and, and was imprisoned. His son became Edward III at 13. Wow. Um, however, um, Edward II made attempts to escape imprisonment, and there were people that are also trying to restore him as king, because, you know, there are people like that that right. they can't always, let go. Yeah, they're still. <laughs> yeah. Um, in order to make sure that Edward II never returned to power, Isabella hired assassins to murder him at the age of 67. Okay. Um, legend says that he was killed by being impaled through the anus with a red-hot poker, Burning him alive from the inside. Wow. <laughs> um, ow? Yeah. Um, again, that seems excessive. That's what legend says. We don't really know yeah. how he died. She probably spread that herself. No, that's actually, there's a play based on King Edward II. I forget what it's called. But and what, they say that? Yeah, they say that. <laughs> okay. Um, that she wrote? <laughs> well, because everyone knew he was gay, so they thought maybe... <laughs> oh my God, is that where it comes from? Yeah, I think so. That just lost its credibility, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it maybe happened, but... More like, more it's like, like self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's like kind of what they're hinting at, that he is gay, so it's like... Well, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, guys... Not self-inflicted, but that, like, he's, like, more prone to that happening than yeah, anyone else. I guess, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't seem... That doesn't seem accurate now that you mentioned it that way. Who knows? We'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, Isabella ruled England on behalf of King Edward III, because he was 13, for seven years until he came of age to rule. Mm. Once king, Edward gave his mother an allowance and kept her... Um, in luxury for the rest of her life, which would, would last 28 more years. Um, and then she died at the age of 63. Okay. Um, 60s, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so years later, um, people would start to call her um, the she-wolf of France. Oh, okay. Because she was, you know, fierce and didn't take shit. I was so. gonna be like the anus queen or something. The anus queen. Well, she didn't do it herself. Maybe, she well, hired someone. That's what Edward was called after. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's raise our glasses. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right that you couldn't really take many details out of that I, story. I actually did, did take uh, some okay. details out. No, that was perfect. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's Isabella. Friends. I did give you shit for the last one being over twenty minutes, but that's just in the interest of <laughs> not having to edit so long. But that was perfect. Yeah, well done. So and I give and I gave you some fun facts about Edward the First. So you always got to have those fun facts in there. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So from that, um, we'll go to way more current, as I usually do to wrap up the episode. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the relationship of Thomas Middleditch. I don't know if you've heard. You've probably recognized the name, but maybe yeah. not who it is by just... I know, the, yeah, I know who, had, you know who, who he act, is. Yeah, I know who the actor is, yeah. Okay. Silicon Valley? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know if you know about, like, his whole controversy with his wife. 
No. Um, but you're I just to... know he's an actor. He's been in things and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're about to find out. Okay. Um, so in 2019, there was a Playboy interview that kind of had, um, it kind of became like scandalous. Well, I mean, you're, it's an interview for Playboy. Well, I mean, a lot of times though, they're just, they're not. Like what sexy lingerie do you wear? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if they're interviewing one of their models, but <laughs> if they're interviewing like an actor or something. I'd be like, I have a baby Yoda underwear. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's pretty that sexy, accurate? right? <laughs> um, so in this one, in 2019, he was asked about. Um, he had a visit, like he was, uh, in Godzilla and he went with one of the writers and their wife, him and his wife went one of the writers and their wife to a swingers club. Oh. At the time of the interview, he and his wife had been married for four years. So they asked him about that and this is what he said. Okay. What? I I would not comment until I hear what he says. Okay. Um, this was his quote to them that was in the article. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I can say because I don't want my wife to be mad at me. Only after I got only after I got married was I like, Molly, I'm sorry, but we have to get non-traditional here. Okay. To her credit, instead of saying "fuck you, I'm out," she was like, "Let's figure this out." To be honest, swinging has saved our marriage. We have different speeds and we argue over it constantly, but it's better. <laughs> not what, a, different not a great... speeds? Does he mean like um... <laughs> fucking speeds? Yeah, like does no, she does she so. like slow? <laughs> I don't think like... that's what he or, means. Or does he mean like Speed, the frequency? Like I, maybe, I think he more means like pace, like what they want, and like they they run at different speeds, like what they. Like how, how long? No, like what they, what they desire in general. Oh, I mean, I can't speak okay. for him, but I'm, I'm. That's what I interpret. Okay, gotcha. It's just funny because he says it saved our marriage, and then he follows it with, "We have different speeds, and we argue over it constantly, <laughs> but it's better than feeling unheard and alone, and that you have to scurry in the shadows." By the way, it's now being called "quote part of the lifestyle." The term swinging is old. That was part of the li- part of the lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So then they. Uh, they followed up asking about fans that want to sleep with him after improv performances. Mm. Um, and he said, this was his answer in that same article. The internet is is a possibility for meeting people, but Instagram fucks up marriages. If your partner brings this very forward person from Instagram to you, you'll be like, do you guys have a thing? Whereas if your partner bumps into someone and they start a conversation, it all happens in front of you. It's a game of inches on a minefield to try to predict who is going to feel safe. My first concern is Molly. Anything that happens has to be run by the queen. So, do you want to share any thoughts now um, about this situation? I mean, probably something they should have talked about before getting, before getting married. married. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was probably the number one concern most people had when this kind of came out and because I mean, I, I mean, I'm not like, like, don't swing or don't hook up with other partners if your partner is okay with it or anything like right. that. Uh, but I mean, that's something that's gonna happen for like the rest of your relationship. So like, yeah, if you're gonna commit to being like together for the rest of your life, like you should. Yeah, know. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, you should. They should probably like know like what you, what the deal is sexually. Yeah, and there was more to this interview too. He just kind of talked about how he's just a, he's kind of a sexual person. He's he wouldn't say he's like a pervert or anything, but he's just like yeah. I mean, some people have different um, sexual appetites, I guess. Yeah, yeah like libidos and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Forward to June twenty twenty. 
Headline from metro.co.uk. Silicon Valley star Thomas Middleditch splits from wife after revealing they were swingers. Oh. <laughs> so the interview was cause of separation. Uh, I think it was probably a huge part. And also just the circumstance in general. Yeah. Because he just said, like, let's, she said, let's figure this out. That doesn't exactly say mean- to me, like, sweet, let's do this. Like, I'm on board. That kind of <laughs> just seems like, well, maybe I can find a way but it doesn't really seem that she was into that and maybe she just wanted to keep the marriage working but um let me read what the okay uh, this said so molly gates filed for divorce from the actor on the ground of irreconcilable differences in court the pair's date of separation was may 22nd um i, I bet you uh queen isabella could have filed now in court for- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that she would have grounds yeah yeah a source told people um, they still care deeply for each other and will move forward as friends. He later told the Daily Beast, To be honest, it's a thing I wish I could take back about the interview. <laughs> it was poor execution, but I've learned to keep things a little more close to the chest. It was a painful learning experience, to be honest, so I think the best thing I can do is just move on. I wasn't expecting it. It's disheartening and it's embarrassing. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with him. That happened about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there was a whole big thing about that because it was like such a... Like, you're supposed to be revealing in those interviews, I guess, but maybe just not that much. That's like, very personal, especially if you're in the spotlight. Yeah, so and, there's, and there's also, like, other people involved. Yeah, and he even said that she, uh, at one point, that, like, she's more of a private per- person. Yeah. So and I mean, especially like I mean if I like had a story about the swingers I would have told it. it was like oh I went to a party and I didn't know it had swingers it was like a swinger party yeah and I was like oh okay well you guys I'm gonna just steal your bottle of wine and you guys do your own thing okay, <laughs> yeah <bye." laughs> he kind of talked about that he's been to a couple of things like that but there was one that was like a, I forgot what that movie was that was like Eyes Wide Shut I think or something that's like kind of just like orgies and shit happening. Mm. So, I don't know. I mean, everybody has their own lies behind doors, but maybe sometimes you might not want to open that to a nationwide <laughs> or worldwide website. Probably not. Probably not. Or at least talk to your partner about yeah, it beforehand. Before it. You never know. I mean, if I mean, you would at least know before the marriage that, you know, they had they would have um, more like uh, they might uh, be open to something and if not and if that's a deal breaker for you then you at least know that but it shouldn't be yeah <laughs> especially just... especially something like swinging like <laughs> yeah, it's that's a pretty big deal that's a big deal it's not like oh let's try handcuffs or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's fine that's that's not a big deal but yeah. you're involving other people and it's yeah he he said something also about like that they're um um, as opposed to some other like swinging couples that they were like pretty strict, like everything had to be together. Like you can't just do your own thing, and that's part of it. Like they were just always like they'd have to decide on it together. I'm like, well, I mean, at least that, but <laughs> you have to be extremely open to just it's just you're basically in an open relationship at that point if you're just doing things on your own and and uh, yeah. not really checking in. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely toxic there. Hopefully he. Learn from that. I still enjoy his work. He's funny. <laughs> but that was probably a misstep. I think he's like in his late 30s now. So. I mean. He's learned by then. <laughs> yeah, just, you know. If you got like 
demons or well not really demons but like things that you're interested in like you know just tell your partner that and <laughs> demons <laughs> that's yeah that yeah. was a weird word to yeah say i didn't mean to mean demons it's not like devil-ish yeah. to be a <laughs> what are you swinger. a mormon or something <laughs> what am i england in 12th century <laughs> do you want to take that again <laughs> so what am i england in 12th century <laughs> um yeah, so that said, he's still funny and call me Bang Bang. There's a special Mildred and Schwartz on Netflix. It's really funny if you <laughs> want to check out his stuff. He's not a bad guy. He just had some bad moment there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before we wrap up the episode, um, we are going to go from this to watching a bad movie. Because like I said, about how did this get made earlier? Mm-hmm. Um, they review bad movies. We've been making it a ha- like a, a normal like routine thing. Um, to watch what they watch and then listen to the podcast after for a few years now. Um, we disagreed on which movie to watch next. Um, so we're going to flip a coin. There's two choices that we landed on. We watched the trailers earlier. Um, one of them's Peanut Butter Solution. And it was about some kid that like... Puts peanut butter... Put peanut butter... Okay, he was bald. I forgot how he got bald in well, the trailer. Yeah, they what don't really say. explain it, but he puts peanut butter and then his hair just grows crazy and out of control and it looked really dumb and funny um the other one that mindy wants to watch is miami connection it was basically about an actual music band but they were also ninjas yeah and there doesn't seem to be a plot to it (laughs) they both yeah but i mean out of those two descriptions the band of ninjas (laughs) i mean we're gonna end up watching both anyways but we're gonna flip a coin to see which um one we're going to watch and then we'll wrap up the episode so i'm going to spin it if you want to go ahead and call it um and if you're right yeah we'll pick yours okay i'll do tails oh it hit the lights it is heads no band of ninjas this time but that'll be probably the next movie we watch (laughs) gotta watch the hair kid (sighs) okay fine and on that note let's go ahead and raise our glasses here and go grab a refill. Bye. Bye. Bikinis. Good treat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isabella might have been young, but she knew what was happening was fucked up. <laughs> yeah.